0: I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life.
1: The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life.
0: It's so good to be back, Jam.
1: It's very good to be back. We haven't been together in a while. Uh, We recorded the last few episodes all at once, basically. In
0: late November, I think, or Mm -hmm. early December.
1: Yeah, something like that. It's definitely been like a month since we've actually sat down and done this, I think.
0: Yes, and we've both been on adventures. We can talk about them at the end of the episode. Correct. Scene, family. I traveled internationally.
1: Yes, you definitely have more on an adventure than I have. <laughs> that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it was packed. But now I am excited to be back home and excited to be doing, you know, doing my regular stuff.
1: Yeah, back in the swing of it.
0: So I've got a little bit of a shorty episode for you. Okay. I know we're past Christmas, but I did write this while we were in the throes of the Christmas season and okay. just Jam and I didn't get a chance to record. So <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be recorded earlier. So that's where the inspiration came. But it is, it is kind of a good post holiday episode. Okay. Okay. Please. So, you know, holiday season is past, and a lot of people have their old Christmas trees. Right. They're Correct. old, dry, dead Christmas trees. Correct. And my husband won't let me have a real Christmas tree. Uh-huh. You know this. You have talked about this because of how easily they catch fire. Correct.
1: I've heard this from him. And I feel like it's one of those facts I've kind of seen float around a bit, but don't know the details about.
0: Yes. So, well, actually part of why they so easily catch fire is also part of why... They smell so good, which is what I initially set out to investigate in this episode. Okay. So originally I was like, wouldn't it be fun if I did an episode about why Christmas trees smell the way they do, which I think smells good.
1: I agree. I I agree they smell good. That is the whole reason we can't have them, though, is that <laughs> I am allergic to so many types of plants and trees and stuff like that. Yes. Um, pine and cedar and those kinds of trees are especially irritant to me. So- I would love to have a real tree, <laughs> if not for the fire problem there, and then also, if not because it wouldn't be worth it to me to have horrible allergies for a month.
0: So, yeah, not worth it to bring the outside inside.
1: But I do like the smell of it. You know, I I can still say I like the smell, even though enough time around it, it ends up being bad
0: for me. I'm curious. Do, does pine flavored candles also give you allergies?
1: You know, I don't think that they do, but I. I can't be sure. Hmm. I think that a lot of allergy stuff isn't the scent. It is the other oh, stuff. Oh,
0: it's the pollen or something else.
1: Yeah. I think we're smelling it is one thing, but that also means that there's actual particles of pine
0: yes. floating around.
1: But a candle, they probably just like distilled just some sort of oil, the oil. Well,
0: that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, <laughs> so it. that's exciting. But I, then I was wondering because yeah. I was thinking of that. Yeah. Okay. So, So, yes, I initially set out... To learn about why pine trees smell so good, but then that also led me to learn that pine trees and jet fuel have something in common. Uh-oh. So here we go. This is a fun episode. I think it's more of a fun facts episode than a lesson episode, um, but I, it's a good way to ease back into the new year. Same. You know? I mean, I
1: was, I was glad to hear you say that a little bit because I was thinking, am I rusty? Like... How good will my brain be at getting back into chemistry and learning stuff and regurgitating it back to you and all that? Well, I'll take it
0: easy on you. Okay. Okay, so Christmas trees smell good mostly because of one molecule. Okay. That molecule is called pinene. That's the common name for it. Okay. So I wonder if you can guess, you know, (laughs) where the name came from.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And pinene is... Essentially a six-membered carbon ring, you know, so it has six carbons in uh, bonded together in a ring. But it's kind of special because it has a bridge of atoms across the top. Okay. So we talk a lot about molecules, but we don't talk a lot about the 3D shape of them. And that's something I wish we talked about more, but it's, it's just kind of difficult to do on the show. Right. So maybe the best way to think of it is Did you ever play with those Connects when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I remember those. I think I I think I'm thinking of the right thing, but
0: they're like the they were like sticks and you could sort of clip them into other things. Yes, yes. So I I guess I feel like that's the best way to visualize it cuz there's not a lot of stick like Th- those remind me of Adams more than anything. Okay. So if you imagine you sort of had like a hexagon out of connects, Okay. And then you took two more long sticks and connected it to one of those joints in the middle. You know how you could do that with Kinex? They had uh-huh. like joints that were several pieces. Yes. So it's like you have a base hexagon, but then you kind of have a triangle that comes out of it.
1: Okay. Or so- maybe even like, I guess, slightly more rudimentary, but like Tinker Toys might could still could do the hexagon thing, I think.
0: I didn't play with Tinker Toys. I don't know if I know what those look like. Let me look them up real quick.
1: They're just like the, the slightly more, the younger um, age group version.
0: Okay, yes, yes. But they,
1: have, they had several like spoke-like yes, pieces that allowed you. Yes, they have the you- joints that
0: would let you do that. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing, but we don't, so we don't talk about that a ton in chemistry. Mm-hmm. Even the six-membered ring isn't really a flat hexagon. It kind of takes on different shapes. Right. But... That's probably the best way to think about it. Okay. Um, so I thought that would be a good chance to kind of visualize and remind you that atoms and molecules are actually three-dimensional in nature. Yeah. So it's a bicyclic ring and it has a few other functional groups on it. And it's part of a class of molecules called terpenes. Okay. They do sort of stem from a parent molecule, but actually there were a lot of things that got lumped in that it was hard to tell if those stemmed from a parent molecule or not. So I kind of think that terpenes is a really broad class of molecules that basically if it has a double bond present, people will say, oh yeah, that's a terpene. Okay. There are a lot of aromatic compounds in terms of smell, aroma compounds, not the chemistry aromatic, which means something dim- different to chemists. Okay. But aromatic like smells and spices. Okay. Okay. So menthol, which we talked about a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. that is a terpene technically. Okay. Um, and so are a lot of the molecules like lemonine that we've talked about, which has a smell. And uh-huh. um, there are terpenes actually are considered the aromatic or flavor molecules in marijuana in different types of marijuana plants. Uh-huh. Um, so all these are terpenes. And they're actually the single largest class of compounds found in essential oils. Okay. Because they have that smell. Mm -hmm. So that pinene is a terpene that causes causes the good smell present in pine trees. Okay. And so when I talk about aroma molecules, just to review um, our episode where we talked about smell, these molecules are easily able to turn into gas. And the scientific word for that is volatile. And then once they've turned into gaseous molecules in the air, that basically means they're easy, easily moving around in the um, air around us. They're able to be inhaled through our nose and hit our olfactory receptors. And if they smell good to us, we interpret it positively. And that's why pine trees smell good.
1: So they stop by the old factory. They
0: stop by the old factory. Right. Got it. Okay, yeah. So lots of terpenes have that good smell. Okay. But it also burns easily because what it's made up of is mostly carbon and hydrogen.
1: Ah. Right?
0: Hydrocarbon. It's just the hydrocarbon. And we've talked about carbons and hydrogens being good fuel for those combustion reactions which, you know, we talked about in the candle episode, we've talked about fire a few times, I think.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So basically, you know, the carbon and the hydrogens react with the oxygen to make carbon dioxide and H2O Mm. combustion reaction. So that, the fact that it burns easily because it's a hydrocarbon is also the basis for what, Christmas trees have to do with jet fuel. Okay. So we did our whole series on recyclables and we talked about how um, crude oil is a lot of different hydrocarbons and it's not a renewable resource. Right. But terpenes, if they're essentially just simply hydrocarbons, hydrogens and carbons, they could be used to... Sort of give a good baseline to make other chemicals. Okay. Essentially, organic chemists or synthetic chemists could take the terpenes, in theory, which are carbons and hydrogens, and manipulate the atoms to get them to be something usable and not have to rely on the non-renewable resource of oil coming from the ground. Okay. This is called a platform chemical. So, something you could take, use it as a platform to make a bunch of other stuff. Okay. But, but still, then, if we were using trees to do that, just like a similar problem comes up where, oh, these trees are kind of not, I guess they're renewable, but at a certain rate. Mm. So, in order to have a renewable source of hydrocarbons, Scientists have enabled bacteria to, they've engineered bacteria to consume sugar and convert it to terpenes.
1: Interesting.
0: And so then they needed to find how to use these terpenes as a platform chemical, especially pinene. It's a ring and it need, those two rings, really the bicyclic rings need to be opened. Mm. So I read about this initially in a 2014 article from the Royal Society of Chemistry. They were just kind of sort of talking about the possibilities of this happening. Yeah. And they framed it similarly looking at, you know, Christmas trees have pinene, pinene's terpenes, terpenes can be used to do all this cool stuff. Theoretically. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was a 2017 article where they were able to convert pinene by opening it to making it something easily polymerized. So easily turned into a polymer. Right, right. And polymers, you know, they're just those repeating units of hydrocarbon. So they basically were starting to make the process happen. Okay. And then I saw a 2020 article where they had taken synthetic pinene from the bacteria Uh along with several other terpenes and blended it with other things to make a jet fuel and it burned as a jet fuel would be expected to burn. Wow. Dang. Isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: So really, technically, I guess, you have to do a lot to turn the Christmas trees into the jet fuel. But yeah. there's a connection. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: that's crazy, dude. Isn't
0: that so cool?
1: Yeah. So the having the terpene and the pinene are both...
0: So terpene is kind of like a big category of uh-huh. a bunch of different hydrocarbons that smell good. Uh-huh. And pinene is one type of that. Okay. So pinene is one that we all know because it makes our Christmas trees smell good. So right. I just honed in on that. Got it, got it. But they used the pinene as well as several other different terpenes got and blended it. them together okay. to make the jet
1: fuel. Got it, got it. Okay, cool. That makes sense.
0: Isn't that so that's crazy. wild?
1: crazy. I know. So I guess like, does it mean that there's potential for that process to be the way that we make jet fuel in the future? Is it still bad to burn though, in terms of emissions and stuff? I think
0: it would still be bad to burn in terms of not good for emissions, mm-hmm. but it's better than having to extract it from the earth. right? And I don't know about the carbon footprint of converting that into jet fuel as opposed to, um, you know, separating out all the different levels of hydrocarbons from the raw. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Right. But I do think it's a possibility that if we hit our, the end of our non-renewable resource of fuel, that there is another option. Right, right. Which that I think, I've wondered about that. I'm like, we keep finding more. Yeah. So we keep acting like... Uh, we'll keep finding more, yeah. yeah. but at some point, I don't know that we will find more. Yeah. So I guess maybe it's a two sided coin. Part of me is like, for the environment's sake, we should just run out at some point. And the other part of me is like, well, this is a way to keep life going, like to keep air travel possible or, you know, things like that, that it's like, yeah, we should probably figure out a renewable way. Yeah. To continue to provide energy, you know? Yeah. So that's interesting, but it probably is still not good for emissions because you're still ultimately burning hydrocarbons. Right. That's a lot of CO2 you're putting out there. Yeah. So that's your little chemistry fun facts for today. Oh, also, I wanted you to know that um, turpentine is made up of 90% pinene.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, if you've heard of turpentine. I have. I don't
1: know. I mean, I think I just know of it, but I don't know if I've ever actually encountered it or used it myself.
0: I think it's, like, used for paint thinner, and, Mm. like, I think it also, I think it's kind of like a solvent, like, so it gets used as a base for things. Got it, got it. But I don't think it's used as frequently anymore.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, when you said, when you said, Terpenes. I was like that immediately evoked the. I was like turpentine. But I was like I don't know anything know. about turpentine really. I just <laughs> just the sound of your, the word was. But
0: terpenes is a lot of things other than turpentine, and I do. I am like, did all these things get named together? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense too, because maybe there was an initial obvious similarity, and they realized, oh, this is a lot. There's a yeah. lot more information and nuance here. Yeah, this, we're gonna call this category terpenes because the first one we knew about was turpentine, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, there's like. 20 or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I feel like that
1: would, be, that would happen to me. I'd be like, here's a naming scheme. I'll call this thing turpentine. I call this terpenes. Actually,
0: this- that's kind of what happened with vitamins. Oh, really? Do you want a, a little side fun fact?
1: Sure, I'll take it.
0: I have tried to write an episode about this, but it's so short that I've never really been able to come up with anything. But vitamins... Started, the guy who discovered them, I don't know, he called them vital amines,
1: uh-huh. amine
0: being that functional group. It's a nitrogen with some hydrogens on it. Uh-huh. And so he's like, ah, oh, vi- vitamins, you know, vital yeah. amines. So we need them to survive. And then they found a bunch of other vitamins that don't have the amines, but it was too late.
1: Yeah. Ding. Dang.
0: So that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of <laughs> Yep. That's very Classic. similar. Classic.
1: Because I mean, there's so many things that like, if you discover a new category of things and you just to go ahead and name it then,
0: which yep. is helpful because you need
1: something to call it. Yeah. But you're going to keep finding out all the question marks mm-hmm. as you explore them. You're going to keep finding them out. And yeah. then you're like, dang it. Wish I hadn't named it what I named it.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. That's your little chemistry, your little chemistry, fun facts. Easing us into the new year, coming back from the holiday. So when you're getting rid of your Christmas trees, for those of you who celebrate, and for those of you who actually have real Christmas trees, mm-hmm. you can think of all of the pining that could be turned into jet fuel in yep. them.
1: Yep, all, all it's all going to waste. So, <laughs> yeah, so ki- kids, if you're at home, you can you can make your own.
0: No, <laughs> just no. Kidding, just kidding. And the reason my husband won't let me have a Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree is one year, you know, he was out camping with some of his friends uh, and there was a big pile of Christmas trees that were like to be burned, but they hadn't yet. Uh-huh. And so him and his friends thought, wouldn't it be fun if we like burn those trees? So they got one and set it up like it was in your living room. And they like threw a, you know, in their fire pit or whatever, they put it there. And he said the whole thing was engulfed in seconds. Oh, my gosh. And that was after it had been out, you know, it wasn't being watered or anything, but that was enough for him that he was like, and that's it. I'll never have a Christmas tree. And it
1: makes sense, too, because like a lot of people who are going to have a real tree, it's also going to be the time of year where they are way more likely to have their fire going and stuff. And so it's like you're combining a bunch of risk factors all at once. Like what if a spark flies over? Like in our case where we put our fake tree right near our fireplace. And we definitely used our fireplace. Mm -hmm. So it's like we would be asking for the chances to go up. Yes. And
0: fire safety is a big risk in December. I think at least partially because of that. So. Yep. Yep. And I think also my mom saw a house when she was really little. I think she saw a house catch on fire because of the Christmas tree. So she also yeah. has that rule. Initially, we had real Christmas trees when I was little, but then we yeah. got a plastic one and no turning back. Yeah. It's also more safe now because we have LED lights instead of the, other, the old lights, which right. used heat, literally right. put out heat, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's a little bit safer, but still, that's why they won't let me. That's why those figures of my life never let me have good smelling trees right, in my home.
1: Right. But, but all I could do, you know, all I got to do is I guess just get a fake tree and then just get a new candle every year
0: that <laughs> yeah, smells like it. And it's basically the same. And then
1: you get both things.
0: Actually, I do like those cinnamon Christmas candles a little bit more, so yeah, I'll just go with that. There you go. <laughs> So that's uh, that's your fun Christmas episode, and I wanted to also leave some time for us to catch up. So, do you want to share some fun stuff about your holidays, Jam?
1: Yeah, sure. I'd love to, and I'd love to hear about yours as well. I didn't have like a crazy um, holiday break, so to speak, or whatever, I did. but um, <laughs> it was a little exhausting, but also some there's some rest in there too. Got to see some family. Um, the probably one of the highlights is that my son and my brother's daughter they are about 10 months apart. This was the first year that we got together and that they were really, really able to play at the same level for the most part. You know what I mean? And in the first few years, it kind of feels like 10 months is a big difference between kids. And then at a certain point, it just isn't anymore. uh, And it quickly kind of fades away. And so they're able to play really well and had a ton of fun and also fought over toys and stuff like that, which is normal. But uh, it was just kind of, this weird moment of realizing like, oh man, me and my brother, like our kids are playing together right yeah. now. Like they're running around, around. At Christmas time. Yeah. At Christmas time. Run, they're running around. They're playing. They're goofing off. They're making jokes. They're getting each other excited. Um, And it was just kind of funny to see them like copy each other about certain things. Like my son loves to carry sticks around when we go on walks and then. My niece started doing it too (laughs) and doing it the same way that he does. My son likes to have the stick drag along the ground just for fun the entire walk.
0: Yes, I've seen him do that. It's like he's walking a dog, but there's nothing there.
1: (laughs) And then my niece started doing the same thing. And then she would do stuff and say things that my son would start doing and saying that he'd never, you know, seen or heard. So they're just like, it was really fun and and just an enjoyable time to get to like just witness that, you know.
0: I just also remember playing with my cousins growing up. Yeah. While the grownups did boring grownup things. Totally. And now it's like we're, we're at the age where we're the boring grownups. Yep. And they're the cousins.
1: Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I remember growing up and like, yeah, I, I, there were several of my aunts and uncles I liked. But that was not what got me excited about. No. Getting together with family. It was if whatever family function is happening with the extended family, if the cousins that are my age are going to be there. Yes. Then I'm excited. Yeah. But if not, then I'm saying, okay, it's cool to see Aunt, Knuckle, whoever, but I'm a kid and we don't like to do the same things for fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. And
1: so I'm going to give you a hug and talk for a second. And then you and I are not going to be. And then we went fun. to the
0: kids' room yep. and we just all played in the kids' exactly, room. Exactly. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. I remember. So that's cool.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then last small thing is that my sister in law, who several years ago got me into. Baking banana bread.
0: Oh, yeah, that banana bread phase. It yep. was good.
1: Went on that kick hard and then dropped it hard.
0: <laughs> and then
1: haven't picked it up again since. But she got me back into it. And she converted to doing muffins instead of bread. Oh. Which one of the biggest benefits is it's already packaged in a little deal.
0: Yeah, you just grab it and go.
1: Way less bake time. Mm. Which is, a, 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 you know, at a premium here. So, um. <laughs> And so I started doing that again. She kind of got me hooked on that again. So I've started baking only banana bread again. I'm not venturing into other crazy stuff. I'm not (laughs) taking requests or uh, no comments at this time. I Uh, do
0: have a similarly (laughs) easy blueberry muffin recipe. If you're a muffin guy now.
1: I, I love muffins and I love blueberries, so.
0: And it's kind of like a healthy-ish option. It's got whole wheat and not very much sugar and oats nice. in it.
1: Nice. That's exactly. So that's one of the things I was going to say. I added oats yeah. to this recipe just for fun. And I decreased the sugar. And I used it in whole wheat flour.
0: I bet you would like this recipe. It's yeah. I will say, shout out, well plated by Aaron. I got it from that website about uh-huh. 10 years ago. Nice, <laughs> nice. I just love it so much. Dude,
1: I'll take it. I'll, that'd be cool. Could add <laughs> some variety to the the muffin game around here so yeah that was me what about you what what have you been up to you where have you been going what's the what's the deal why are I've you been going circling al- the globe and everything?
0: <sighs> yeah i've been going all over the place i went with my family we rented an airbnb at a lake about two three hours from here nice. and that was really nice it was nice to have a big house With rooms for everyone. There was a ping pong table and a foosball table. Nice. And uh, a fire pit out back. We weren't able to actually use the lake because the water level was really low. But we were all sick anyway. So that's kind of a bummer. But it was really fun. And my nephew really understood for the first time, I feel like, about the presents. He was sick. So that was kind of sad. But (laughs) he was also really excited when he was excited. So that was nice and restful and just for us to all be together. So I really loved that. Nice. And then we, my brother had actually, we sort of decided to do experiences instead of gifts. Uh And so my brother, his experience this year was to take us to home alone. And so it was a live screening of home alone or like they played home Alone the movie and then Uh the Dallas symphony orchestra played the the soundtrack
1: oh nice so we
0: got to see the music live and that was such a good yeah. experience because my nephew could enjoy it even though he's little because it was just watching a movie and watching the orchestra was so cool all of us were in band when we we're younger yeah. it, that was so cool so i really loved that that was a really fun experience so that's awesome we did that with my family then we went to amarillo and saw my husband's family uh-huh. so that was a nice drive I was already exhausted by that point, Uh (laughs) but it was really nice to see his family and it was just cozy and chill and Yeah, we played a lot of games. It was really fun. Nice. And then I came home and jet it off on a girls' trip to Scotland. Girls' trip. So I had a very hectic time. I would, like, work for two days, do all the laundry I could do, and then pack again. Uh Uh (laughs) And then I capped it all off with a 24-hour awake travel day, which was chaos. So I'm just, you know... It's been a lot, but I'm glad to be home and sleeping in my own bed. And I don't have any more traveling to do till February. So nice. That's nice.
1: Yeah, that's great. It's fun to do that stuff. And then it also Mm -hmm. is fun because then when you are home, you're glad to be home.
0: So glad to be home.
1: It's kind of nice. I mean, like. Then when you're home for a lot, for like a bunch of months in a row, you haven't gone anywhere. You're like, I want to go somewhere.
0: Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen to me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm traveling like every weekend in February. <laughs>
1: Seinfeld so. has a bit about that. Just like, we want to go out. We're bored at home. We want to go out and we're out. We want to get back.
0: It's 100%. Like, we're just so fickle about that. It's
1: like, once we're out, we're like, Ooh, you know, really? I just want to get late. I'm going to get getting back.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, that's been the vibe lately is as, as soon as I get home, I'm like, all right. When's the next trip? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think it'll be fun. And a lot of my trips upcoming will be with Mason, which is nice. It's, it's kind of sad when you're not with your spouse sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You're gone for a lot of time,
1: especially so. when you're married to Mason.
0: Yeah. He's really cool and great. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I'm sure most people don't really know what it's like, but
0: yeah. <laughs> well, so that's a little bit about my holidays. It was a really nice, it was It was a lot of stuff happening, but I do actually feel rested and excited to return to work and back into habits and normalcy. So it's been good to get back into the swing of things.
1: Yeah, I definitely get that. I definitely get that. We're glad to have you back. Thanks. Thanks, Jam. Glad we're back in the chemistry zone.
0: And thanks to all of our listeners. We hope you all had an amazing holiday season as well. We'd love to hear what you got up to. And we are really so thankful for y'all because we could not do this podcast without you.
1: And thank you, Melissa, for teaching us about the crazy secret danger of uh, pine trees or whatever. (laughs) The (laughs) Um, secret
0: life of pines. The secret life of pines.
1: (laughs) And if you listener out there have an idea uh, or thought or question about something that could be in chemistry in everyday life, please reach out to us on our website, chemforyourlife.com to share your thoughts and ideas with us. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the costs of making it, go to patreon.com slash life or tap the link in our show notes to join our super cool community of patrons. If you're not able to do that, you can still help us by subscribing on our favorite podcast app and rating and writing our review on Apple Podcasts. That also helps us share chemistry with even more people.
0: This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. Jam Robinson is our producer and this episode was made possible by our financial supporters over on Patreon. It means so much that you want to help make chemistry accessible to even more people. Those supporters are Avashai B, Brie M, Brian K, Chris and Claire S, Chelsea B, Derek L, Emerson W, Hunter R, Jacob T, Christina G, Lynn S, Melissa P, Nicole C, Stephen B., Shadow, Suzanne S., Sam N., Stephen B., and Timothy P. Thanks again for everything you do to make chemistry for your life happen.
1: We'd also like to give a special thanks to our reviewers who reviewed this episode before it went out. And if you'd like to learn more about today's chemistry lesson, you can check out the references for this episode in our show notes or on our website. <laughs>